listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Tuesday the 30th of November. This is Recap made for you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone. And here's the financial disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Alice, yesterday on Recap, we chatted about how markets reacted to news of the emerging COVID-19 Omicron variant. What, ha- what has happened since then? That's right, Jose. Uh, Yesterday we chatted about how share markets around the world declined on Friday after the World Health Organization called Omicron a variant of concern. Well, yesterday in the US and today in New Zealand and Australia, share markets have partly rebounded from their earlier losses. Uh, In the US, the S&P 500 increased 1.3% on Monday. That made back some of Friday's 2.3% decline. Uh, And it's worth noting too, just for context, that for 2021 alone, the S&P 500 is up 25.8% from the start of this year. Yeah, always a good idea to take the long view. But how about the markets in New Zealand and Australia today? Uh, well, at the time of recording, as markets are still open, the NZX 50 is up about 1.6% today, and the ASX 200 is sitting at 1% higher for the day. Right, So, but why the rebound then? Well, after the shock of that initial news of the the World Health Organization calling a variant of concern, it appears that investors sort of have taken a step back to properly digest and assess the risks that come with this new variant. Uh, What also helped ease concerns today is that US President Joe Biden said that there'd be no need at the moment for lockdowns in the US and that there'd be no new travel restrictions uh, for their country either. Now, on top of that, uh, you've also likely got an element of some investors sort of jumping into the market to buy when prices are slightly lower. But there's still uncertainty associated with the situation, right? Yeah, absolutely. As we discussed yesterday, there's still many unknowns about the variant and what this means for the fight against the pandemic and economic recovery. Uh, For example, Chairman of the Federal Reserve in the US, Jerome Powell, said that the US's recent rise in COVID-19 cases and the emergence of the Omicron variant pose downside risks to employment and economic activity and increased uncertainty for inflation. So it's something to keep an eye on and sort of look out for new information over coming weeks uh, as we learn more about it. Thanks very much for that update, Alice. So let's take a look at what else has been happening today. Sure thing. So I have some news from Rua Bioscience. We have talked about Rua Bioscience on Recap before, but can you remind us exactly what they do? Yeah, sure thing. So Aurora Bioscience is a pharmaceuticals company and they aim to be a leading producer of cannabinoid-derived medicines and have been a pioneer in New Zealand's medicinal cannabis sector. So the company was established in 2017 and trades on the New Zealand Stock Exchange under the ticker RUA or Aurora. And what news did Aurora have today? 
So the companies entered into an agreement to acquire another New Zealand-based medicinal cannabis company called Zarm Therapeutics. So as Laura pointed out, one of Zarm's key shareholders and partners is Can Group, which is Australia's leading listed medicinal cannabis company. Interesting. So what's in it for Rua? Uh, well, Roa in the announcement sort of listed a, a whole range of um, benefits they think they will get from this deal, um, but they generally put it down to three things, which is diversify revenue, accelerate their market entry, and expand patient choice. And how much would Roa acquire Zam for? Uh, good question. Under the agreement, Rua would acquire Zam Therapeutics for $10 million. But note that this amount wouldn't be paid for in cash. Instead, Zam would be issued $10 million worth of Rua shares. Uh, and these would be issued to Zam for $0.41 cents per share. And what about the timing of the deal? So Rua anticipates completing the acquisition in late January next year, but it is subject to Rua's shareholder approval. And, and what did Zam have to say about the transaction? Yeah, uh, they had some quotes in there from their leaders. Well, interestingly, though, um, Zam Therapeutics is headed up by Rob Fife, who is uh, he's the chairman, and he's a well-known businessman here in Aotearoa. He's actually the former CEO of Air New Zealand. Uh, so Fife said that uh, the Zam team is excited about the potential of the deal. He said that the acquisition will create what he describes as New Zealand's premier medicinal cannabis company. And he's also said he believes it's a fantastic deal and that they're thrilled to have this opportunity. And finally, how did Rua's share price react to the news? Uh, at the time of recording, Rua was up over 6% for the day at 41.5 cents per share. There must be something in the water for sure because I've also got a story about an acquisition by an NZX listed company today. So you must be talking about the one by NZME, Jose. I certainly am. This morning, integrated media company NZME announced that they are acquiring Business Desk through their subsidiary company, NZME Publishing Limited. Just before we get any further, can you tell us a bit about Business Desk? Now, Business Desk initially started out as a business newswire service in 2008, but in 2020, Business Desk launched a subscription-only service and is now a premier business and economic news platform. Since then, Business Desk has experienced exponential growth and now has over 10,000 subscribers. Right, so tell me more about the deal then. So as mentioned at the start, NZME is acquiring Business Desk through one of their subsidiaries and they will pay $3.5 million in cash for this when the deal is completed. That is subject to some adjustments. Then NZME will pay up to $1.5 million more as what's called an earnout amount after the 31st of December 2023. And that basically means that Business Desk has to meet certain performance targets by then to unlock this amount. Cool, thanks for that explainer. And I guess my question is, what's NZME's rationale behind the acquisition? Well, NZME said that with Business Desk on board, they will deliver unrivaled, in-depth coverage of all the big business stories, as well as all the insights, commentary and analysis. As a quick side note, NZME is the company behind the New Zealand Herald. Uh, on the Business Desk side, Patrick Smelly, who's the uh, editor and chief executive, said that by combining with NZME, they are creating the potential to supercharge Business Desk growth in ways that they could not otherwise achieve. 
So will business desk still operate as a separate service to the New Zealand Herald? Yeah, that's a good question. So NZME indicated that the business desk brand will be kept as a premium subscription offering. NZME also confirmed that all current business desk employees will be offered roles with the company. Finally, when deals like this are announced, they often need to get through a few more hoops before they're completed. Uh, is that the case here? It certainly is. The sale is conditional on four conditions, two of which include shareholder approval by Content Limited, that is the company behind Business Desk, and a satisfactory engagement with the Commerce Commission in relation to the transaction. Now, pending all these conditions, NZME says the whole thing is expected to be completed in the first part of next year. Thanks for that, Jose. Now, I'll wrap us up uh, for today with a quick snippet of news from the US, where a social media giant announced a change in leadership. Now, you must be talking about Twitter's CEO resigning, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Twitter's CEO, Jack Dorsey, who is also one of the social media platform's co-founders, said that he'll step down from the role as CEO effective immediately. Uh, So Dorsey said that he's decided to leave Twitter because he believes the company's ready to move on from the co-founders. In the meantime, he will remain the CEO of Square, uh, which is a digital payments company that he founded and has been sort of uh, CEO of at the same time as being CEO of Twitter. What double duty. So who will take over from Dorsey then? Well, Twitter's Chief Technology Officer Parag Agarwal will take over the role. He has been the Chief Technology Officer since 2017 and has been with the company for over a decade. Thanks very much, Alice. And that was Recap for the 30th of November. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We say it every day, but it does actually help us out a lot. If you'd like to get in touch, though, our email is recap at sharesies.co.nz. And you can also leave a voice message. Come on, I really want to get a voice message. There is a link in the episode description to do so. Yeah, I think we're still waiting on our first ever voice message. So Lines are open. Lines are open. (laughs) Do it, guys. One of you can get that achievement. Uh, But but we will be back tomorrow. We'll see you then. We sure will. Matiwa.